Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. We're back. We took a little break, a little hiatus, but we're back. The Bad Boys Podcast, we're ready to randomly rant on all things movies. For your listening pleasure, episode 290, that's episode 290, 290. Right, Harley? Uh, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> we're fully energized. We're ready to go. No one's, no one's staying up late from the night before or just came out of work or mm. someone's got a cup of coffee, snorted some Coke. We're good to go. Ready to rock and roll. I am your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry, a.k.a. D'Artagnan, motherfucker. Joining me as always. Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. And right out the posse is... Tony, a.k.a. MCP. That's right. What's going on, fellas? Uh, glad to be back. Glad uh, glad you all waited for me. Didn't uh, didn't find somebody to replace me or some shit. <laughs> Pretty damn near impossible. We can find someone <laughs> that interrupts everyone and can talk for 10 minutes for a 30-second preview or something. What can I say? I have a talent. You you are special, <laughs> sir. You're unique. For bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just glad to have you back. Thank you. And uh, we missed it, yeah. So, and uh, you know, I don't know if you want to say anything in the podcast, but oh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's uh, obviously I posted on Facebook. Uh, my father passed. Um, he died last Tuesday here in the home. He died in his sleep. Um, He's this dead. Is a demo. He's dead. And Tony already shit all over it. <laughs> Whatever his terrible drop was, my father is literally rolling in his grave. <laughs> Although he's not being buried, he'll be cremated, but his ashes are literally rolling over. So Can ashes no. roll over? I don't know. So <laughs> For Tony, um, they'll, they'll make an exception. They'll make an exception. Yeah. <laughs> Tony shitty drops, he's like, what? <laughs> So, anyways, no. So, uh, we obviously we spoke about this a little bit before. Um, we knew this was coming. Pops uh, was diagnosed with stage four throat cancer uh, just about two years ago. So, uh, he sur- he survived a round of chemo and radiation uh, a little over a year ago, and uh, he had a few months of remission, and then it came back. The cancer came back and uh, came back with a vengeance, and there wasn't really anything we could do besides kind of wait it out. So that was uh, March of this year when he was given the terminal status, and um, he's just kind of been, um, you know, I mean, there's he was able to do a couple little things here and there. You know, we took him out a couple times for last motorcycle ride um, a couple months back, so... Um, you know, there's, there's always things that, that are left on the table for sure. And, um, you know, he died a few years into his retirement and, uh, he had a lot, had a lot of things left on the table that he wanted to do. And unfortunately he'll never be able to do that. And that's, I think that's been the hardest part for me, uh, Especially, obviously, I knew him better than anybody. Um, and he, you know, he let me know all the things that he wanted to do, you know, um, mm-hmm. in his retirement. And he retired early. And he retired up here. 
to, you know, to be close with me and the girls. And, um, you know, he had, he had a, he had one good year of retirement, um, before he got sick. So I guess the upside is he, you look at the bright side, he had a whole year. So, um, and he certainly left his mark, you know, um, Fonzo, you knew him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I actually, uh, got off the phone with Jeremy early today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it was earlier today. I hadn't spoken to him in like a year, so he knew Pops really well. He didn't even know he was sick. We hadn't we oh, hadn't really? spoken so long, and I think the last time we talked, it was really brief, and so I just never got never got a chance to let him know. So when when he read on Facebook that it happened, it was it was unfortunately uh, for him, it was pretty pretty abrupt. You know, you guys obviously knew that it was coming, and. Right. All of his family knew it was coming, so it wasn't a huge surprise. Um, but obviously, difficult nonetheless, for sure. So um, there's no there's no funerals or anything like that. His ashes will be um, he'll be cremated, and uh, in the springtime, we'll we'll release his ashes into uh, one of the rivers, feeding a lake, and um, and be off with it. So. Hmm. Um, you know, I I had so much support from so many people. You know, my mom came and stayed up with us for about the four or five days leading up to his passing. And, I mean, it was, uh, she helped so, so much. I mean, she just, because, this, unfortunately, and this I kind of didn't know, is um, when somebody dies in that, of that sort of situation, <clears throat> They really sort of resort or revert to an infancy. They they can't talk. Mm. They don't have a lot of. Um, they lose a lot of their motor skills, fine and gross. They can't walk. They can't get up. Um, the week before, he was basically you know on a diaper kind of thing, but he'd still like try to get up and use the the uh, the commode. But uh, you know, I mean. It's, you know, there's uh, it's it's all that shit that you see in bad movies. You know, all the mm-hmm. well, it, it happens in real life. So you know, mm-hmm. it's like um, what was the movie? We just the, saw judge. the judge, yeah, yeah, the judge, and we were kind of like, I think we even saw it when I knew he was kind of sick, or I don't know if he if I knew he was terminal or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So uh, you know, whoever wrote the judge must have probably you know had heard or been through some of that experience because because it's not far from from accurate but you know you do what you got to do and you know it's your if it's your family it's your family so um but uh the big one is is he's just he slept he slept for Mm -hmm. 20 hours a day leading up and then the four hours that he was awake it was kind of incoherent and he would just kind of sit there and stare at the wall and Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was telling, uh, I, I tell people no matter where he is and I'm not religious, so I don't, I don't necessarily believe in, in, you know, I don't know if he's up, up in heaven playing, you know, 21 with Jesus, you know, I don't know, but wherever he is, it's better off than, than how it was when he left. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that's 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 uh, I guess the best way to look at it because you were was... really close to him too because like I remember yeah. you, know, you lived in we lived down here 
he was your roommate, and you know, and you guys were really close. So you got to really hang, you know, be with him. Yeah. For, and then when he did retire, he went up there too, which was really nice. Yeah. Then you know, you know, it was convenient. You know, it's, he he kind of he followed me up here, mm-hmm. like he followed me to Oceanside. You know, he was living mm-hmm. in San Fernando Valley, and he wasn't working, and he was kind of like renting a room, and and so you know, I was living in that the grapevine. Uh, townhouse with Scott at the time, and and I just sort of uh, invited him to come stay with us, and and it ended up working out for a couple years, you know. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, I, I think in those years we really we really got close. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, when he retired at sixty, I was I was living in the house basically by myself. The girls were coming on the weekends. I hadn't met Chris yet. Mm-hmm. So I had the whole house to myself five days a week, and I was a full-time student. So it was a no-brainer. It's like move a roommate in. Mm-hmm. I knew we got along. I knew he's basically, you know, he'd have the whole upstairs to himself. Mm-hmm. So it was just like it wasn't even like having a roommate. So, um, you know, we did some riding together, which was really good. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it worked out. And then um, Shortly after that, me and Chris met, and we started spending a lot of time together, obviously. And mm-hmm. then, you know, seven, eight months ago, the kids have started living here full time. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, all things considered, um, how it happened was a best ideal situation. You know, he was around the, the only family he has that, mm-hmm. that mattered. You know, I mean, he's got some sisters, and and I let them know, but they're kind of scattered all over the country. And you know, uh, my my half brother, he he doesn't really have a relationship with us. So, um, you know, so the fact that that I was here and helped take care of him, and and my mom, my mom came and helped was uh, was a big help. So um, absolutely. So yeah, it's it's not it's not easy to go through, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is it is what it is. It's a part of life. We're all gonna die, so hopefully we'll make it past sixty too. But if we don't, we don't, and hopefully we're around people that care and love us, and and um, all that sappy shit people absolutely. tell you to mm-hmm. so say don't you know you know it, it's hard. Me and my dad, while we were close, we weren't real like emotionally. We weren't mm-hmm. real lovey dovey. I mean, you remember it's a lot of lot of you know we were more buddies than than father mm-hmm. son kind of thing. Yeah, and, you yell at uh, each other. Yeah, yeah, we talk <laughs> shit. And um, at the last six months, I think we really bonded more on a father son relationship than we had in the past. Um, you know, and uh, you know, death will do that for sure. So for sure. Um, some I think sometimes we get kind of proud and we get kind of like, well, you know, I don't want to show emotions and shit like that. But but uh, if you don't and somebody passes, you'll really be kicking yourself in the ass. So I, I'm glad that we were able to connect to the level that we did before he passed. So at any point, did you cry like a little bitch? I sure as fuck did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just yes. making sure. Several yeah. times. Yep. Well, man, Pops, you know, I'll play some Hendrix for you, man. You know, we yeah. should end the show with a little Hendrix. You know, what was yeah. your favorite Hendrix song? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, it was probably Voodoo Child. He, that was sort of, I remember we used to go to, um, I, I'd, I'd ride up there, I'd drive up there, 
mm-hmm. and we'd we'd ride down to um, this record store in Hollywood, and uh, he would buy he'd buy like these import CDs that were really expensive. They're like twenty five dollars kind of thing mm-hmm. for these import CDs. And they would literally have like four different versions of the uh, same yep. song, you know. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I remember we'd come home and he'd put it on, and he'd he'd like fast forward through the song and just like start hearing clips. And mm-hmm. to me, it was like the exact same song. Like I couldn't yeah. I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. And he's like, "You hear that?" And I'm like, "Hear what?" And he's <laughs> like, "You hear that? It's just a little bit different." And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, all right. That's huge. That's a that's that's wild." He didn't. You know, I mean, he yeah. he obsessed over Hendrix um, yeah. twenty years ago, and so, uh, yeah, I think Voodoo Child was probably one of his favorites. That that um, nice. We'll end the episode with that, then. You know, yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. So, yeah, for yeah. sure, that's awesome. Yeah, and I know you got a, you, you, I'm pretty sure you started liking Hendrix too, Clear Pops. Oh you know, yeah, I had a huge appreciation him. for him, and and mm-hmm. uh, um. And then later on, he got big into like Miles Davis. He mm-hmm. followed Miles. Da- he would do that. He'd get into like an artist yeah. and just like obsess with him and find everything. Yeah. About so, Absolutely. Yeah. So that was cool. So, but yeah, yeah Hendrix was certainly as. Uh, I was going through some pictures. He had this like crazy, like psychedelic Hendrix shirt. Nice. Yeah. yeah so the fortunately, peacock tattoo. Big ass peacock right on his forearm. <laughs> um, no, fortunately, he had he had a lot of a lot of photos from from him when he was younger, and his parents, and so um, so there's there's going to be I I I have a memory I certainly have enough stuff of his to um, and I have like his birth certificates and a lot of his documents so nice. to keep the family heritage not heritage but the family um, I can go back and. You know, sure. find relatives and shit like that. So, anyways, so, yeah, right on, cool, man. Well, you know, pops, man, we're gonna miss you, man. I could hear you laugh, you know, all the way from down here. So, you know, <coughs> oh, excuse you. me. <laughs> and uh, you know, gonna kill me. Hey, sorry, I get all emotional now. Yeah. So, yeah. do you want to say one fuck cancer and yeah. two may may he ride eternally, <laughs> shiny and chrome. Shiny and chrome. There you go. So, yeah, I don't think Tony ever met him, huh? No. no, I never did. Yeah, and Tanala met him, and uh, you know, yeah, he, he sends condolences too. You know, he, he yeah, you know, he was talking stories like that one day I was telling you we were talking about him. So, man, let's talk about let's let's get into the fantasy movie real quick. Let's change it up real quick. Yeah, There's no I way to segue okay to it, but uh, I did okay one week, huh? Well, that okay, yeah. So I don't know if Tony wrote it down. He remembers. We probably yeah, did. and then I didn't do so well the week after. I, but I no, cheated. that that week you'd actually had one. You had actually. Oh, did you win? Yeah. He won. Yeah, Tony. He won. Remember? No. Tony doesn't remember. <laughs> it doesn't. His, doesn't his, the, 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 it was the last week, right? Week thirteen. That one. That's the Harley one, right? The last one. No, I think it was the first week of this. Uh, season. no, it was week thirteen of oh, yeah. fall two thousand fifteen. You yes. kicked everyone's ass. Well, no. You got 132 million, 320,000. No, I won by like a hundred bucks kind of thing. Like 10,000. Yeah. 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 Like 10,000. Yeah. You and Scotty P both had three creeds. Right. Had four peanuts. And then you differed in secret in their eyes and spotlight. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And Harley did better. <laughs> yep. So sorry, Scott, your streak of being Harley has finally come to an end. 
<laughs> but how this do I do, week, how, how do I open up the season, Tony? Yeah, you don't want to know. Do. You don't want to know. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the uh, week one of season uh, 2016 award season 2016, we got a 52 million in there, a 42 million, a 37 million, and a 25 million. Mm. We have scattering of movies, but someone picked six of the same movie. Hmm. I wonder who that was. And it was the Peanuts movie. Mm-hmm. It's like the parents, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was Harley. Yeah. Probably you're writing hard on the Peanuts, he, right? That is, a, yeah. that is a low down, dirty shame. I mm-hmm. thought, like. He got the peanuts. holidays are coming. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of playing this game is Harley's explanations. Go ahead, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to work out for me. Nope. I was gambling that it was it was going to be um, uh, the the bonus. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, the post might left something. For instead, you, you played peanuts. You get peanuts. That's right. Yeah. Harley, the mailman left something for you, Harley. What's that? What's up? Peanuts. Oh, <laughs> oh that was terrible. <laughs> I immediately regretted after I said it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my take on these nuts. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that was Harley, 27 million. Who came in third? Third, 37 million. Um, they had. Some Victor Frankenstein in there three times. That's a, a good dinosaur. Creed, Spotlight, Martian, and Bridge of Spies. Right. Scotty P got third place. Oh, third place. Yep. Damn. And then um, the only movie in common between first and second place is Krampus. But the first place winner picked Krampus twice. And that happened to be the bonus movie. Yeah. So Fonzo won it at $52 million. Couple Krampus, got a Peanuts, got The Night Before, Spotlight, and then Three Martians. And he took it home that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I sank. Sorry, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back strong. Okay, you're ready? You're yes. focused? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm to... focused. All right. Focused on all this scattered ass. Cause we got the Heart of Sea coming up, that Moby Dick movie. Mm-hmm. We got a little Trumbo action with Brian Cranston. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes next week. But yeah, we uh, I'm starting off the new new season. So overall, I won last season though too. Tony forgot to mention that. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, no, I I do. I got the podium now. You know, listen to every goddamn word <laughs> I have to say. Boom. Mm. <laughs> no, I just muted you. Scott wants to make sure that uh you know he was he didn't play two seasons or two weeks, and I'm like yeah nobody cares, fuck all that <laughs> shit. You you made picks, you were on there, you fucking played. I don't give a fuck. So mm. you lost, I won lost. I was in first place. I won last week. I'm very humble, humble brag. Thank you very much. I'm out. Witness me. Drop, drop the mic. <laughs> and I'm out. Hey, suck up wherever you are. <laughs> So yeah, so next week, you guys making your pick? I closed my eyes and picked eight movies. I'm already done. Yep. I'm doing the same thing. I'm I'm going I'm going all out on one movie. 
I wanted to talk about Fallout 4 to you guys if you guys haven't played Perfect. it yet. Mm. About time. Just want to take uh, 20 minutes of your guys' time to talk about some Fallout 4 that's action. That's well, 20 minutes. Tony's been up since 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. yeah, that's what he gets. We keep talking. So I want to talk about a little Creed action, some Creed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, 8.6 on IMDb, people. Ooh, yes, sir. The that former is. world heavyweight champion Rocky Balboa serves as a trainer and mentor to Adonis Johnson, the son of his late friend and former rival Apollo Creed. Written directed by Ryan Coogler. And uh, yeah, man, this movie's fucking fantastic. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Rocky franchise. Anyway, so going into this, you know, I'm already, I'm already sold. I'm already in. And, um, Michael B. Jordan as, as Adonis is, he's, he's awesome in it. He's great. I mean, he's a motherfucker's rip. Like he really trained, I'm sure, to, to, for this role. And he kind of looks like a young Carl Weathers, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, you show him in the very beginning. Um, he's, he's like at a, like a juvenile, like a facility and he's getting in a fight with some kid. And he's a really good fighter. He kicks the shit out of this kid. And Felicia Rashad, Mrs. Cosby. Shows up and says, "Hey, your dad's Apollo Creed because he didn't know who his dad was." Mm. And, and um, so yeah, he was a uh, he was a bastard. Um, he was this he was a product of uh, Apollo Creed getting some on the side, a little side chick. So uh, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, she talks to him and she takes him in, and then uh, so it's kind of weird to see a character come up from like being an orphan to streets to get into to live in this huge mansion with a. Uh, because like it's like the same house from from before like the Creed had because you know fucking boxers man they're fucking wealthy huge gate huge house so when we, when we see him older you know he's he's got he's got a job I and mean, he's fully educated and she was raising him but in the weekends he goes to TJ and fucking boxes and he's fifteen to no got himself a little good record mm. so he so he, he it's it's just in him it's in his DNA so he wants to fight um and so he like in one one cool scene he's he goes in his big ass projection room big big theater room. And uh, puts on YouTube on the big theater and starts watching Apollo Creed fights like on YouTube. It looks it's fucking badass. It's him against Rocky. And he's up there shadow mimicking and and uh, it's pretty cool. So he when he goes down to Philly, wants to meet uh, Rocky, wants him to train him. And at first, Stallone's not. Yeah, he doesn't want to. And eventually, uh, he does. And dude, it's it's fucking oh god, it's it's so good. Like there's a cool like there's a badass like um like eleven minute like um continuous shot. In the ring where you fight somebody, and it's it's incredible mm. the way it did. It's incredible. It goes from one side to the other. You feel like you're inside the ring, and uh, and Stallone, man, ah, oh, so good. Like this character, Rocky is just it's a beloved character, right? I mean, if you if you know the franchise and and um, you just been following him, uh, I mean, because I don't know if you guys saw Rocky Balboa, but you know they mentioned they mentioned the restaurant. He's at the oh, restaurant. And everything. It's the and, same uh, director that did Fruitvale Station. Yeah, mm. so he's yeah he's already familiar with the. Uh, like we joined, we like that. We all young, like young African American from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Interesting, up and coming yeah. director. Yeah, cool. no, and he's he's yeah he's he. I think he knocked it out of the park. I mean, it's just got. Uh, it's true. I, I thought it, I, I I was worried that maybe Stallone had written it or um or um it was going to be kind of like dumbed down a bit, not like dumbed down like like the Expendables, you know. But it's it's just got this. It's it's. It's got this young hip because there's a love story too, and then people forget about that. The first Rocky, it's 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 a love story. That's all um, it is. I mean, yeah. that's the strength yeah. of the film. Absolutely. So in this one, it's it's the same. He meets this girl, is a roommate, uh, lives in the same building, and uh, there's just genuine scenes between him and the girl, and it's just it just fucking works, man. It's just great. It's easily in my top ten of the year. Spoiler oh. alert. Um, but this is a very high buy for dollar. Easily potential of a Slater. I, I could easily watch it again and again. Dollar. 
Absolutely. Right on. Yeah, and then also, I also went to the theater again and saw a little movie called Krampus, written, uh, directed by Michael Doherty, if you guys remember that name. Uh, he directed Trick or Treat. Um, and I mean, Tony are huge fans of that movie. Um, we have matching t-shirts of it too. Mm-hmm. No homo. A boy who has a bad Christmas ends up accidentally summoning a Christmas demon to his family home. Now we've talked about Krampus before, right? On the podcast. Can I mm-hmm. mention him? If you guys weren't aware of him, it's the anti yeah. Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, he's got like three movies coming out. In fact, Kevin Smith is writing a Krampus movie. God damn so, it. Um, I swear Tony, someone you, heard you, my idea. You missed, your, you missed your fucking opportunity. Missed our fucking uh, chance. There's like two already. On, there's like two or three straight to DVD. Um, this one's got the title of Krampus, and uh, you done fucked up. So um, it stars Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Cookner, and uh, yeah, this movie. He must love holiday movies because he fucking nails. He nails the theme. Like the very beginning is fucking amazing. It's got the song playing. Um, it's a wonderful time. So, you know, it's that song. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful and, day in the neighborhood. No, not fucking. <laughs> oh Mr. no, that's uh, yeah. What are you talking? What? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you totally. I thought you. Are you being serious? Too? You totally confused me. Yeah. Sorry. It's like it's, it's starting to look a lot like Christmas, right? right? Okay. And 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 that song's being played in the very beginning, and it's on a Black Friday, and it's fucking craziness. There's people running to the department store in slow mo, people fighting kids crying on santa's lap i mean it's just it's kind of showing what christmas has become you know what i mean and it's and uh must just go back to like hey you know it's all about family and and, and um give it it's just this the spot same with like trick-or-treat sam you broke the rules of halloween he was pissed off right Krampus the same way he'll send his fucking evil minions his fucking night elves his demon oh this guy got an evil, evil jack-in-the-box an evil teddy bear it's fucking great it's so good there's a lot of comedy in it when, when, I, when me and Donald were watching he was like man is this a comedy because man this, it's, it's, it, it really is like it starts off like just really funny getting you get to know the characters and then the the family that comes and Adam Scott and Tony Collette's is uh the in-laws, they're just the worst. Like the kids are making fun of Adam Scott's kid and they're just the worst, right? I mean, they're complaining about the food and just they, they're, they're drunk and comes over and nobody invited her and she shows up and she's fucking complaining. So it's just, you know, and, and we can relate, right? And, um, and, uh, so then that yeah, shit starts, shit starts to happen and, uh, and, uh, it really fucking works. Like, I don't want to say much because I think you guys should just watch it. It's so good. Same thing. Very high for, buy for a dollar easily. I'd buy that for a dollar. Easily potential for heist later. It's, it reminds me of like Gremlins. It's PG thirteen. It's got that Amblin feel where like the kid Max, he's the same kid from Chef. He's mm. just great. He's adorable, and you know they're making fun of him. And the the poor kid just you know wants to believe in Santa and just and uh, they got a German um, grandma, Hannah Scott's mom, and she, of course she knows the folklore about Krampus, and she knows some shit's gonna happen if you know. Um, so she keeps it real creepy. Yes, that poltergeist. So is it like feel. a family movie or because I'm still a little. I mean, it's just comedy, fantasy, horror. So, like, I mean, it starts off with like you know, like a typical, yeah, almost like awesome. a, like a Home Alone kind of dinner theme, you know, where like everyone's all fighting and shit. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Um, all right. But then, uh, but then, and then Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern show up, and it's really, it gets really weird. And it's like, what? Why are you? Pesci's in it. No, I was thinking to the Home Alone. Oh, part, so I was the, like, the whip bandits show up. They try to steal stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, no. Then it gets it gets dark. It gets really dark, real quick, oh. and people start missing, and people start getting killed, and it's just, yeah, it's. Uh, but the whole but time it's just PG thirteen. Yeah, and it works. It's pretty damn scary. I thought it was gonna be rated R because Trick or Treat's rated R, and uh, this one doesn't. It doesn't have to be. But uh, 
dude. It fucking works, man. It's so good. So yeah, those were two I saw in the theater. So check them out. Thanks, Krampus, getting the bonus and helping me out this week too. So that was awesome. But yes, definitely. Yes, and I got a soundtrack coming to me sometime in January. I guess so. Thanks, Tony. And uh, yeah, so let's get to the homework now, which Harley chose. I did, uh-huh. although I don't remember what it was. Oh, dope. Yeah, you dope. Dope. So I chose Dope. It's a new movie. It's uh it's kind You're of gonna say small, like that every time. <laughs> smaller independent film. Neither neither of us three have seen the movie before, so it was new to us. Evidenced by calling it homework. <clears throat> Released in two thousand and fifteen. No, I'm kidding. Um so uh, interesting story. Uh, uh, I'll just give you the synopsis. Life changes for Malcolm, a geek who survi- who's surviving life in a tough neighborhood after a chance invitation to an underground party leads him and his friends into a Los Angeles adventure. So this is uh, it's a love story to uh, 90s hip hop. And um, it's one of those like, uh, you know, the adventures of it's like a modern day Goonies almost. Um, trying to think. Um, you know, we've kind of seen these. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the African American. Well, it's not, not it's, it's hip hop culture of in modern day, you know, but it's, it also has a very sort of 80s, 90s movie vibe. That's what's to it, really so interesting about free. it because it's, it's set in present day, but yeah. our main characters happen to be stuck in the 90s. Yeah. And so you get a little bit of both. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, then they so. find the, the pirate treasure map, and so they go out and, uh, <laughs> and there's like some like pirate treasure. Like a, like and they find sloth, and it's really weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um, no, it's just like a like a teenage teenager adventure movie kind of thing. Come, come into age story. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a yeah, yeah, coming to age story. That's probably the most general yeah, I mean, especially for the character, the main character, who's a total nerd. He's a virgin, but he's in a really hardcore part of town. I mean, he's like, it's basically in South Central for the most part. So, yeah. and um, he's a total geek. Like, he's a computer nerd. And and I think what what I liked about the movie is it, you know, he... The ghetto is around him, but he's not like all he wants to do is like all they all him and his two buddies. All they want to do is like skirt from one end of town to the other end without getting hassled by, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the, the gangbangers and shit like that. And uh, it's sort of fun to watch them navigate through this, you know, and at the same time try to come of age like you said and so um i I enjoyed it um the movie is kind of um got an adventure to it but then it switches into you know the the hustle they they gotta they gotta hustle a little bit and then it has little aspects of uh, the party you know the movies that are about you know like project x you know like have some fun Mm -hmm. it's like it has a little bit of everything yeah it's a good way of putting it yeah yeah for sure yeah for sure no, it's got this great. It's it's so refreshing to see something new and different 
um, come out um, like like this, where it's just comedy, crime, drama. Um, it's just I, what I love about it, it's got this pulse. It's just it starts and it just keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going, it doesn't stop. And then with the funk, with the hip hop songs, it just just brings you back to a time oh, where they, even boy. mentions it, where it's like. Well, you got to admit, '90s was the golden age of hip hop, and yeah. he's having that conversation with ASAP Rocky's character, and and uh, and, the, and then ASAP's like, "Well, you know, they also gave us MC Hammer, and Vanilla Ice, and and the Fresh Prince." And then what does Malik Malcolm say right away? He's like, "Well, you got to admit, Summertime's a fucking classic, you it know." Is. And it's true, and it's like you know, um, and they're just like, "Oh, I agree, disagree, whatever, you know." But it's just you know, he's like, "I see what your MC Hammer pants, right?" Yeah. Um, it's just it just works. It's cool to, and refreshing to see something differently because we've seen Boys in the Hood, we've seen Menace Society, we've seen that route, right? But sure. we've never seen it where kids were like they got a little band that kind of sounds like NERD, and um, and uh, they're obsessed with nineties hip hop and the culture. They're dressed like it, you know. They're stuck in it, um, and it's just cool to see um, a character like that, especially like Malcolm, where um, he's really likable. Yes, he's a really cool character. He's, he, he did a great job. Shamik, his name Shamik Moore. Yeah, yeah, he did a really good job. And, um, and, uh, and anyway, too, I, I, it's, like I said, it's just got this pulse. It just keeps going and going. You can go from one adventure to the other to the other to the other. And Zoe Kravitz plays his love interest. And, uh, and I was looking at it. I couldn't recognize it until I like, uh, saw the end credits and said Zoe Kravitz. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, shit. That's right. That was her. I was like, oh, I'll trip out on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just love like how um, gangsters use iPads to chase people down. Like it's see, it's funny to see yeah. technology being used. And uh, yeah, you know, know Steve Jobs too. once, "Mom, motherfucker, you got my bologna sandwich? <laughs> oh yeah, you got some cheese in that, some mayo? Hey man, you, hey, I'm just fucking with you, man. You, you start talking about that sandwich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. Um, yeah, the Blake from uh, Workaholic shows up, and he's great too. Um, that they met in band camp. Um, yeah, this movie's just a lot of fun, man. The fucking hip hop music. It's funny how, you know, a lot of episodes in the past, I've started with a, a reference of a hip hop song, right? Almost kind of oh, like yeah. leading to this episode. Just randomly would do it. I would just, just, not even, I don't even have to hear a song. I'll just randomly would start playing in my head, you know? Yeah. But you fucking play that bass line for his fucking tribe, bugging out, oh, fucking yeah. forget oh. it. You fucking had, I was like, I just wanted to see Harley's face every time a tribe pl- song played. I just oh, was like, well, they played two of them, which yeah. I thought. But it was like all the hip hop songs they played. It was and all. just to hear Forrest Worker say "sucking nigga" was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just awesome because he narrated the movie. Yeah, uh, it was funny because we were watching. Me and Chris were watching it, and I was like, "You recognize the voice?" And she's like, "No," and I'm like, "Because we just watched him in uh, was the boxing movie uh, Southpaw," and and when he was on screen, she's oh, like, so you saw that Southpaw." Yeah, of course. Wasn't it homework? I don't know. I was fucking with you. Oh. <laughs> he thought Did you I were talking it? about Tomahawk or something. Oh. Yeah, I got to come. So anyway, so as we're watching Southpaw and Forrest Whitaker comes on the screen, Chris is like, oh, I really like that actor. And I was like, right on. So when we're watching Dope and Forrest Whitaker's uh, narrating over him, like, you recognize the voice? She's like, yeah. no. I'm like, it's Forrest Whitaker. She's like, oh, okay, cool. And then she proceeded to hate the film. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, she didn't like it at all. Yeah. Um, but I think it had a lot to do with sort of what, you know, it's if you aren't a huge fan of what the movie is celebrating, you know, you know, she didn't. She wasn't. She wasn't raised in California, in in Los Angeles. She wasn't raised to play a poor black girl. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, neither were we, but it, I think it was more in our face, so to speak. Um, she wasn't interested in hip hop. She wasn't interested in hip hop in the nineties. And, um, and so I think a lot of the, uh, you know, that part really just kind of doesn't interest her. Yeah. And, uh, um, and yeah, so unfortunately she didn't like it, but, uh, um, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Cause the movie, I, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, like I like I said, what you said about the pulse. It, it had like the pacing just kind of worked and it was just kind of, just kind of chugged along. And there are a couple moments of like kind of cheese and I'm kind of like, yeah, all right. But I never sort of lost interest or, or just got right. or anything like that. Yeah. Like I love like how the security doesn't even pay no mind that, you know, Malcolm has a fucking bunch of kilos in his, in his backpack and a gun. And he just looks at him like, what was yeah, fucking dirt? How would he have anything? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. just broken. You know, exactly. exactly. <laughs> even the security's hard at that school, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You better ask him, Stacy. You better ask your father where he come from. <laughs> or the the rich kid that they run up on. And oh my god, that shit was so funny. He's like, we're going to get some chili cheese fries. Yeah, <laughs> I love when he gets up to that. Gift. And then he, he gets, gets all hard. hard. Pulls his gun out. Yeah, you, like, you can order your lunch and whatever. <laughs> we can order our food. He starts to get all gangster yeah. just because he wasn't because he was raised in the in the rich side of the neighborhood. But he acts like he's hard because his dad and his uncle did. You know. He's like guilty by association. He's like, I'm hard because they were a group. Like, no, it doesn't work that way, pal. Sorry. You know? Yeah. Uh, I love how like they, 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 um, they quickly, they reference kind of like, um, this culture where, um, like they're, they're, they're tagging stuff. They're like hashtagging things and like, uh, they make a viral video within the movie. You know, when the chick's on yeah. Molly, she goes pees on the sink and then dude's on the news and you can tell he's trying to be like a viral hit and it becomes yeah. a viral hit and gets auto tune song and they do all that within the movie. I thought it was kind of cool to see something like that. Well, you know, that's what, that's what I like. The, the most refreshing about the movie was that it was modern. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it, it, it was relatable for yeah. people today, but it still had that essence of the nineties. So it was, it, it was a really good balance between the two, you know, the, the whole Bitcoin thing and, right. and yeah. the whole flash drive. Although and, that's a little outdated, but now. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, right. Yeah. but still, it's still modern. It's still, Bitcoin yeah. is, is something that, yeah. right. you know, if someone was making a nineties movie, they'd, Almost set, set it back there, so you can't really relate to it unless you lived back there. So yeah, now exactly. this one has it. You know, it's it's now. But, but young kids, teenagers, could enjoy this movie because mm-hmm. there's enough modernness to it. Right. Yeah. Well, there was like a scene where he's like, uh, "Yeah, I got you the Breakfast Club, Molly Ringwall," and I'm like, "What? What the fuck is he talking about?" Mm-hmm. And then uh, and he's talking about he's like, "Hey, I got you the Molly." I'm like, "What the fuck is Molly?" I'm like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> I just use coke like every other goddamn movie, you know. <laughs> like I was like, all right, you know. And I was like, well, okay, well, this movie's, you know, um, like I said, in tune with millennials. So here you go, right? The millennials. Like, they're listening millennials. to '90s hip hop, so go fuck yourselves. <laughs> We're not playing new music, but there was a cool scene where, like, uh, like they're in the party, and um, like I said, it's just. It's just so much fun. Like the whole time, I'm into it, just having fun. I got a big smile on my face. Like I like the characters, I like the friends, and and they're giving him shit when he's meeting the girl, and then you're kind of rooting for him. You hope he gets with the girl, and just uh, um, like just towards towards the end. Like I said, the only thing I had a problem with like his decisions. You know, if he's so smart, and wants to go to Harvard, like he keeps getting himself in this situation. So I don't know if it's a yeah. product of where he lives, or That's it's a like good point. it's like why would you do that if you're really that smart? You know what I mean? So, but other than that, that's only a little minor thing, but. Other than that, I, I really enjoyed it though. It's a good, it's a good adventure film. I think um, just sort of all the characters they meet on the on the way, and then um, mm-hmm. 
you know, the crazy, the crazy, uh, chick that's all super stoned. Lily? It's like, or super high, not stoned, excuse me. Yeah, that's Lily. That's right, Lily. Now they they changed Lily. Her, they named their product after her. That's yeah, right. yeah. But so I, I, like I, that, was, I like that, I like that FBI guy where he's just like, I don't know. I don't know where they got it from, Lily. Maybe, maybe two chains sit in a mixtape. I don't know. <laughs> and the guy, you can tell the guy on the other side, like, who the fuck is two chains? <laughs> you know, he's, he's a rapper. The guy's trying to explain to him. The guy looks nerdier than fucking anybody. Yeah, yeah. You I know? thought it was good though, cause it was like, she's so easy. She's so like, she so wants to get laid. And you're like, this is too good to be true for this poor kid. Sure enough, she Damn. gonna vomit all, you know, spoiler alert. She <laughs> makes a mess all over the poor kid. So, um, I thought that was funny, and his his performance was genuinely good. Like, oh yeah, he's so. Um, it was it, it. I never felt like, um, you know, like he was trying to be, you know, um, gangster. He was trying to be a thug or anything like that. He just, oh. I thought he pulled off. And and then you mentioned his the two friends. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing too. Kept, I'm like, I'm like, how's he getting away with saying the N word? The <laughs> chemistry between it and they surely did. <laughs> yeah, the chemistry between the three really worked well. I thought I really had a lot of fun with that. So. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes too is when uh, the the fucking restaurant's being shot up. My man goes back to grab the chili cheese fries and it takes off. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just like it hell yeah, you can't leave that delicious fucking bag of chili cheese fries like that, man. You yeah. got to get that shit, you know. That's funny. Oh yeah, it's so good. So, yeah, it was a uh, solid buy that for a dollar for me, for sure. Same here. I'd buy that for a dollar. Got my dollar. You got your dollar? Yep. Roll did you watch, did you, I watched it again just because uh, I just wanted, just no, wanted to because it, it was fun and, you know, had to do a little refresher. So. Yeah, I didn't feel like renting it again. You didn't? Yeah. But um, I'll probably get Lane to watch it once uh, it's on Netflix or something. Right on. Or it gets cheaper because right now it's on that new release rental rate. It's like five yeah. bucks. Wait till it comes down like two bucks or something. For sure. All right. So from one adolescent movie to another, this go. We're going back to 1983 with this one. Francis yeah. Ford Coppola. Yeah, it's an interesting. Um... The rivalry between two gangs, the poor greasers and the rich, so only heats up when one gang member kills a member of the other. Um, dude, this stars fucking everybody in this. If you don't know, if you don't, if you've seen this movie, you're like, dude, if they knew that so many stars were going to come out of this, it's insane. I mean, just like you got Ralph Macchio, C. Thomas Howell, Milo Estevez, Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe, Matt Dillon, Patrick Swayze, and there's even more, Diane Lane. I mean, there's so many. Fucking even Tom Waits shows up. He's in that bar where, uh, yeah, Matt for like lives. a millimeter. Like, yeah. it's a fucking cameo for sure. You like, recognize them? Yeah, I did. I was like, "Yeah, that's Tom Waits." And Chris is like, "You know who Tom Waits is?" And I was like, "Yeah, I remember him. He plays the devil in something. I remember. Yeah. It's a quirky and character for sure." I think it was um, Domino. Mm. Did that weird like acid trip mm-hmm. where he's talking to him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, dude, I saw this. I saw this movie in my contemporary living class in high school. I think my freshman year. What is it, that all about? They want they this teacher liked to show. I think it was Mr. Peterson. They like to show. He liked to show movies. Like he showed us like this one teen pregnancy movie, I mean, just, just things like you know he'd grow up like just adolescent stuff about class. So, and I I had no problem. I'm like a teacher showing me movies in school. Oh hell yeah, Fuck. yeah yeah. I'm Nobody all about that shit. About that shit. For yeah, sure. I love that. You know, OVHS put the TV and played it. So, and I immediately fell in love with this movie. Like after I seen it, I had never read the book, but 
after seeing the movie, I just totally fucking fell in love with it. And then watching it again, I still remember like, yep, I fucking like it. I love the look of it, like the cinematography, I love the music. I just, I adore this movie. So, I don't know. Have you guys seen it before? Or you guys, I had never seen it before. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. I, you, Tony? Nope. It's fresh? It was new for you too? New for me. Holy shit balls. All right. Yeah, but that's the problem. The movie isn't fresh or new. It really shows its age, mm-hmm. I think. I think it hurts it. I, mean, I think some of the performances are downright bad. Um, but um, it has some moments, and I think when you remind yourself of the period and the filmmaker, um, you sort of give it a pass, so to speak. And... Um, yeah, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to review the movie on just sort of its own merits because you have to really kind of and I know Tony has a real problem with this, um, so I'd be curious what he his his review so to speak because um, yeah, there's there's some I think issues with the film as it stands by itself um, on modern days. So. Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I in, like in, it. In and of itself, I was like, it's just like, eh. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I mean, what, I finished it, but what was your biggest problem with it? It just didn't get my attention. Like, I, my, the only thing that got my attention was the actors. I was like, hey, I recognize all these fuckers. Um, yeah, sure. But that's about as far as it went. I don't, I don't. I guess I don't identify with this period. I never had a gang. And never, you know, gone into a, a a brawl. You know, there's a greaser. You know, he's he's all about. You know, his, you know, he's whining about his fucking hair. It's like, man, I I understand now why Fonzo under, like empathizes with him. Oh boy, because of go. his hair, man. There we go. But um, yeah, no, I just couldn't get into it. Like, it, it ended up being um a programming background movie. Like, I I just couldn't sit there and actually watch the movie. Um. Yeah, it was just me. I think I think Harley's right. There's the the performances were very really flat for me. Um, they just they just didn't didn't have anything special. And the story was, you know, it's just about gang these old style, old you know, glorified, romanticized gangs. Um, it felt like I was like a West Side Story. Um, I was waiting for the musical to start. And it gets real sort of cheesy in some moments um um the the two characters it's um, cheesy a fucking kid killed another kid dude in the park like well i know but like this shit gets dark well uh, fair enough fair enough friend saves him like his friend has his back for like just has his back like for no no question just goes with him takes off with him and the fucking that's that's what doesn't make any like the yeah so his friend is the one who killed somebody yet the rest of the fucking movie is about the guy who didn't do shit. And they're all like, you need to run away. I'm like, he didn't do shit. The other guy's the one that did shit. Why aren't you saying talking to him? Like he's the badass that needs to run away. No, no one gives a shit about that guy. He has been to be the one who stabbed him, but Blondie is the one who gets all the attention. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. He wanted to run away too. Cause he wasn't, you know, he didn't get along with his brother. He just wanted. To, he just wanted to be with right. him for. He him. had a lame reason to run away. The other guy had a real reason. Yeah, <laughs> Ralph Macchio. 
Uh, well, I know I know not to call Tony if I ever end up killing somebody. He won't have my back. <laughs> hey <laughs> No, see, he didn't have his back. He took he 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 took center stage away from him, and maybe you can argue, oh, maybe he did that on purpose. But it's bullshit. I don't think it was his idea to make it the point of the focus of the movie. Feel exactly. He was the filmmakers made the point of the movie, not the one that made sense to be the point of the movie. He was he's writing the story in the beginning. He's writing the letter. Right, and he was self-centered about it. He should have focused on his friend. The friend is the one who has emotional trauma about killing someone. He only has well, to worry about his hair. I think it's what we need for the payoff, so to speak, for when he when he dies. Which, that's why it didn't work for me. I mean, it's like, the, he, he's the one who dies, but no one gave a shit about him while he was alive. He stabbed somebody, and then he takes <laughs> That's the life seat. of a greaser, son. Yeah, so I guess I don't give a shit <laughs> you know about greasers. It's hard out there first in the streets. <laughs> it is again. I I go back to the the, the idea uh, that it is a period piece, and I think if you're sort of infatuated with that culture and that period, um, you could really enjoy. But the you film. love Kingdom of Heaven. You don't know when you never fucking step foot in that. Like you don't know that uh, culture. You know what I mean? Like no, that's a say, good point. Oh, I don't know about fifties, but you could fucking go into space and. And like uh, Star Wars or fucking yeah, Gladiator, you're right. Brave you're right. It's like you I, know what I mean? It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're I being think... transported to a different, to a different, you know, story world, whatever. So it's like it doesn't, you know, you can easily fall into character. Just follow characters, the world they're living in, how it is. They're introduced to these characters. Simple. That's, that's it. I you think know what I mean? that that's my point. Is that the world they're living in doesn't make any sense, and maybe it's because that's the world they're living in the greasers aren't that they're laying it out to you really simple the greasers and socias they don't get along that's it yeah i mean yeah why the fuck do i want to identify with that what else do you need to know there's nothing (laughs) in that that makes me want to identify with it or even be in it in some regards it's it's essentially like uh like a gang film you know or it's just completely yeah, it's a gang film, but neither side is cool. There are a bunch of fucking idiots that just want to fight for no reason. You know? It's like, eh, whatever. Well, we don't go into the detail of, of what they necessarily believe in. It's just, I mean, the one, so the, I think the one scene that really does, that works well is when they sit down in the car. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I like that because it, it, it's where they finally do address the the ridiculousness of it all mm-hmm. and that you know when uh when the guy said oh he's just a soch and he's like he's just a kid you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and i thought that was really poignant writing to 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 kind of point that out or or show that um i i think for me the biggest the the the, the stuff that takes me out of the film the most is is just the performances from a lot of these young actors just didn't for me wasn't compelling it just didn't feel it just like the, i just didn't appreciate the 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 performances i just didn't think it came across as well um so you the know one scene. when the two characters are in the the church and they're like talking and stuff like that the dialogue that's actually written isn't bad but i just feel like the the delivery just just didn't work for me i'll tell um, you the one scene that i did like mm. when um fuck i forget his name um emilio is it emilio Aceves who grabs yeah, the cake yeah. and the beer 
Yeah, two bits. <laughs> just sits down with a whole plate of a fucking cake. Okay, because right. Mickey Mouse is My on. Man. He likes Mickey Mouse. That's right. <laughs> I was like, that's the one scene that I was like, ha, that's kind of cool. Well, I like to see where he just fucking quickly breaks the glass and throws it to him. And he goes, hey, you want to fight? Let's go. And he's like, I don't know why I gave you that broken glass. You would have never done something You're with it. Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I fucking love to see where Matt Dillon's flirting with Diane Lane in the fucking drive-in. That shit oh, cracks that me up is every fun. time. That, it's that whole, so good. Yeah, it's good. And then she's she ends up sort of falling for, for uh, what's his name? Not um soda the, pop no, pony, no yeah. pony boy pony boy thank you pony yeah. boy so um i could totally see this being sort of one of those cult classics for people who saw it when they were younger and and you know it has some of the i think it shows it does a very good accurate job of showing the period and showing the time um you know it's it it ends up running a little long for sort of modern day filmmaking standards, so to speak. Ninety one minutes long. Yeah, but it it just feels <laughs> like yeah, felt longer than that. Um, but neither hurt. I believe you. Um, <laughs> no, mine was like two hours long. Like the cut I saw was damn near two hours long. I think. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you. Hold on. You I probably watched I... it in two parts. That's why. No, I wonder if I saw like the director's cut or I wonder if there is a director's cut. Let's see. Uh, I got an hour I got an, me. an hour and fifty four minutes. Damn. <clears throat> That's what my cut is. So what the fuck you watch. I don't know. I don't know if there's uh let's look it up on Wikipedia. Hmm. That's crazy. Now I'm curious about that too. What the hell did I watch? I have it on oh, DVD, so I don't know. I totally different. Are there two different cuts? Uh, running time: ninety minutes. Original theatrical version: two thousand and five. Complete novel version is one hundred and fourteen minutes. So yeah, there's. I saw an extended cut. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what's different. I know. Yeah, I wonder what the cut out. Coppola re-released the film and DVD, including 22 minutes of additional footage and new music as The Outsiders, a complete novel. Coppola reinserted some deleted scenes to make the film more faithful to the book. Mm. In the beginning of the film, he added scenes where Ponyboy gets jumped. The gang talks about going to the movies. Soda Pop and Ponyboy uh, talking in their room and Dolly, Pony, and Johnny bum around before going to the movies. In the end, Coppola added some of the scenes taking place in the court. Yeah, there's some court scenes at the end that really the movie ended on a weird note and I I felt it kind of like it it had a disjointed ending and maybe that's what he added to but it didn't work for the actual pacing of the film. Um the film was re-rated MPAASP. Yeah, I love that scene when they're going to the to the drive in the very beginning. You get to see uh Dallas and the uh, Pony Boy Johnny walking in the plane, Gloria. That this shit just works. I love that fucking montage. It's just not a montage, but it's just just setting the character and just the, the look of it. And just uh, I don't know. I've always liked the greaser culture. Um, so I just think the look. I just thought it was cool. Um, but even back then, when I was a freshman in high school. I just I dug that movie. Um, so I don't know if it's a piece of nostalgia or what, but I, I really like it. I, I like it. And so, did all me and him always quote the shit out of it. He always he fucking likes Mad Dylan. It's just so funny in it. <laughs> it, it. It's. I think it's. Unfortunately, I think it sort of. 
is a better film than we're, than than me and Tony are kind of giving it credit. Um, because I do sort of judge movies on a scale relative to when they came out and and sort of what they they've become, so to speak. So um, I mean, ultimately, I do actually do give it a buy that for a dollar. Um, you know, it's one of those things where if if you know this movie, you've seen it. And you either you kind of love it or hate it, kind of thing. Right. So, um, and the people that enjoy it enjoy it, um, you know. And and I and I I'm not gonna, I I don't have any. I wouldn't try to convince them that it's a bad film. Um, other than I think some of the uh, the performances are sort of a, eh. but um, for what it is, it's it's not a terror. It's not a bad film. Um, it, you know. Um, Especially for sort of its target audience and what it sort of was trying to, you know, 1983 is a long fucking time ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you know, like you pointed out, I Tony mean, Tony wasn't even born yet. Yeah, no shit. So, um, <laughs> nah, I was a year old, man. You're a year old? And you got to think. You were born 85, yeah, you're 82. 82. Oh, yeah. You got to remember, Francis Ford Coppola has had an interesting career. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like Rumblefish, I really like. Yeah, yeah, I never actually saw that one. So, um, but you know, obviously, is he's so famous for the Godfather trilogy and Apocalypse Now, but but mm-hmm. he's done movies like Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's done some weird shit, yeah. and uh, some of it didn't stick. <laughs> uh, and I think I like Jack too. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I'll, like I said, ultimately, I do give it a, a buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Same here. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I wasn't entertained. So for me, it's a. That would be a waste of time. All right. So, who's got the homework this week? I got the homework this week and I'm pretty sure um, we haven't watched this Uh, I was looking for something and I couldn't find anything so I'm going with uh, something somebody recommended Um, it's got let's see let me pull this up it's from 2005 um, written and directed same person with some extra writers got Elijah Wood Charlie Mm. Hunnam oh so uh, green, I've seen it. You've seen Green Street? Yep. Damn. All right. Give me a second. I remember it not being bad. Mm. Um, it's sort of the, ironically, like the outside is it's a bunch of just thugs who run around and start fights with each other. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. All right. I, I'm surprised. I thought we would, I thought that was something we covered on the podcast. I may have been um, on my hiatus. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fonzo, you remember seeing that movie? I may watch parts of it. I never finished it. I mean, it was on Netflix, and I watched a few minutes of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I remember seeing it. it. wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the other one I was looking at, the two I was looking at, um, I know we haven't seen them, and uh, it's either American Ultra or Unfriended. Isn't Unfriended like a horror film? It's supposed to be a horror film. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck it, why not? 
think we haven't we haven't seen a modern you know a, a recent horror film in a while. I have. Well, yeah, but we haven't assigned one. <laughs> and uh, yeah. what was the other one? Unfriended, and what else? American American Ultra. Ultra. Does that take place in Christmas? I don't think no. Jesse Eisenberg, Christian Stewart, a stoner who is in fact a government agent, is marked as a liability in time. Oh, that one! Oh, <laughs> oh fuck that one! Oh, I just fucking description pisses me off. Uh-huh. It does seem a little over the top. Yeah. I'm afraid I have to watch people yell at each other on Skype. I guess I'll do that one. Cybernatural was the original title. Oh, jeez. It's only 83 minutes. There you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> more, oh, more. you know what, though? The guy who directed um, American Ultra, he also did Project X. I think we all had fun with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's just, that's just scattered ass everywhere. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Jesse, I guess. Jesse Sarah is a secret agent. He's a stoner. What the fuck? Yeah. Max Landis. Yeah, it sounds it. terrible. I didn't pick Usually. it because it sounded like it's going to be good. It just we haven't seen it. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to keep it that way. Still, <laughs> yeah. this one. I'll see. I'll see kids. See millennials get killed. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. And what's next credit? American about, Ultra. God damn it. About <laughs> Schmidt. About Schmidt. Oh, like, don't tell me that's still... Which one is trying it? To go back to some Jack Nicholson shit. Oh, shit. I've never seen this one. This is not extra credit. I've never seen it. Uh, has, <laughs> what? Has someone, Tony, you ever seen this? I have not seen it. Yeah. What the fuck, Harley? And to be honest with you, it was such a long time I saw it, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But it's been since it's been two weeks you've been on the podcast. You forgot how extra credit works. <laughs> no, I just, oh, oh, I just uh, you know I it scared me. I thought that was the one me and Denaldo walked out of, but that was the one with Jack and Adam Sandler. I forget the name of that one. Oh no, that's um, anger, anger, yeah, management. anger management. Yeah, we said fuck this, we're out of here. EBR that shit. Uh, shit, I don't know. Um, oh boy, here we go. You done fucked up. You done fucked up. I ran out. You know that, right? Pick a Christmas movie. <laughs> Just the season. I said, Lethal Weapon takes place in Christmas. Or Shane Black. See, look, type in Shane Black. All his movies take place in Christmas. Here we go. Elf. It's a Wonderful Life. Christmas Story. No. National Lampoon. Love Actually. Just kiss, bang, bang. Lethal Weapon Two, Scrooge. Last Boy Scout, Iron Man Three. Last Boy Scout. I thought Tony Scott directed that film. Bad he Santa. Did. He did. He wrote it though. Oh. Oh, Bad Santa. That's another good one. We got the Gremlins. Jingle. Well, oh, he wrote the Last Action Hero. Whoa. Which was another Tony Scott film. Yep. Oh, he did. he he wrote Monster Squad. Hell yeah, I Batman like him already. Returns. Gremlins, know. Gremlins, yeah, that's Christmas. Die Hard's Christmas. Batman Returns was on Christmas. Yeah, I remember that. I was just watching that too. <laughs> that's fucking wild. No way. I remember there was snow, but I didn't realize it was Christmas. Yeah, the penguin. Quack, 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 quack. Yeah, you got the penguin. Yeah. That's they're, like, they're lighting up that tree in the beginning. That's the wrong penguin, but uh... rare exports. <laughs> yeah, your burger's Meredith penguin, not Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, though. 
quack, quack. We watched that, right? We we um assigned rare exports. We did, yes. Yeah. That was a cool one. Oh, I know. I know a uh, Christmas movie. Yeah, baby. Oh. This is all Christmas. We've never talked about this movie on the podcast. I don't think we've ever reviewed it. I mean, we've talked about it, but we've never, like, reviewed it. It has nothing to do with uh, Christmas. Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> what are you leading to with that? I have no idea where he was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess it was like, it has nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah. But it's it's a classic that, I mean, it's, but we've never reviewed it on the podcast. Oh, what the fuck is our problem? Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? We've all seen it at least a couple times. I've only seen it like two or three times. I'm a, Yeah, so. I'm going to give this later. Yeah, I, it might. This, this is a fucking be, movie that's notorious because fucking Donaldo saw the last ten minutes of it and never seen the movie. What? Yes. He walked into it or something was on TV and he watched the last, and then he was like, yeah, oh, what? Somebody told him and so... That's the worst. Yeah, that is. I was like, you have to go back and watch it now. You fucking saw the ending. It was fantastic. Yeah. And so it's either that or the curious case of Benjamin Button. That's too long. Fight Club. A fight Club's over two hours long, too, my friend. Yeah, but I love Fight Club. Yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> I think we talked about it. Tony, I'm pretty sure. We never reviewed it. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. We, we we reference it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not on the site, Tony? I didn't see it. Did, oh, you already looked? Yep. Look again, goddammit. Look hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it show I think up. I'm pretty You're sure. making typing noises. I don't believe you. I'm pretty sure I own three copies of this film. <laughs> you do? I own a DVD and two Blu-rays. What the, why do you have two Blu-rays? Because I forgot that I bought it. I was like, oh, that's right. I wanted Fight Club. And I came home and I already had it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That is fantastic. Yeah. You liked it so much, you bought it twice. Damn right. You bought it and then Brad Pitt bought it. Your, your, other, your <laughs> other identity. <laughs> My Tyler Durden. Your Tyler Durden bought it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, come on. If you ain't seen fucking Fight Club, you, just, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. I watched, there's a whole website dedicated to the idea that, uh, uh, Marlo was a figment of his yes. imagination yes. as well. I read about that too. Hmm. I, I dug that. Well, let's watch it again and see. Yeah. We shall see. So watch it and watch it and try to figure out if Marla is a figment of, or is. Take is a drink every time she's on screen. Is the narrator. Interesting, yeah. interesting. All right, on. Well, it's midnight now, folks. It is tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we got started a little late, too. Yeah, not bad. Oh, we did good. Like I said, welcome back to the 290. It's in the books. We just randomly rant on all things movies, video games, greasers, Christmas, and soap. I mean, you always fun to say we ride together. Harley, we make soap together. <laughs> MCP, bad boys for life.